Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by CoinKite, makers of the cold card. Don't let your Bitcoin get soggy and stale in a hot wallet. Keep your Bitcoin fresh in the coldest of cold storage, the cold card hardware wallet. The cold card Mark IV is what you are looking for if you want fresh, delicious, crispy Bitcoin that is as good as the day you received it. You can go to guyswan.com slash cold card for more information. Bad forgeries, fake signatures, and lawsuits for everyone. Am I right or am I Craig wrong? This is Shitcoin Insider number nine, Craig Wrong. Bitcoin maximalists trying to make sense of the sea of shitcoins. This is Shitcoin Insider. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shitcoin Insider. My name is Guy Swan, and we have with us our good friend, the Insider, the dabbler, the purveyor, and the destroyer of shitcoins. And we also have a lovely guest with us today, someone who has taken it upon himself to dedicate his time to collecting, covering, exploring, and gathering all of the forgeries lies, and fumbles of Craig Wrong. He does an amazing job and has been quite the resource for myself, and I very much appreciate his work and the ability to sit down and have such a lovely, sophisticated, and respectful conversation with Arthur Van Pelt and The Insider. So with that, let's delay no longer and get right in to our interview. So, oh my god, guys. Shitcoin Insider <laughs> is not dead. We're we're back into this. And we have not only is the insider back, which he was not able to join us. I think I think the last one we did with was with Corey, which was 4 months ago maybe. Um but uh our insider is back and our good friend Arthur Van Pelt is here to join us, who is our regional expert on all things Craig Wrong. And uh, so we are going to be, we're going to be diving into this. Um, and, and we're just going to go head first. I know we haven't like really, our setup was all just like make sure Keith was working and the mics were working. But um, <laughs> Arthur, I want you to introduce yourself and then I want you to tell me what got you into writing all this i mean you've got like a bunch of articles you've been you've been like a major resource for me on just keeping up with everything that's going on with the court cases and all this stuff and i was just curious what what triggered it like oh well that um well first of all yeah i'm arthur van pelt it's my real name i'm from uh, the netherlands um i'm 55 well, no, I just turned 56 in December, so 
I'm not the youngest anymore. Happy. On the other hand, I feel young at heart. So, <laughs> um, no, that started actually uh, with Hobblenaut. That's it. When he in uh, 2019, when he uh, was being chased by uh, Craig Wright for uh, label, I was uh, enraged uh, quite a bit when he was um, when Craig Wright put five thousand dollar on his head. I thought, no, <laughs> I'm going to get you, guy. And uh, yeah, it, it it actually started there. And I, for some reason, I'm quite relentless, and uh, I keep on going. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that works with me, but uh, I can. No, I have a strong sense for uh, for injustice. To be serious, and um, and it, actually, the, the the story goes back a little bit more because I knew the guy from 2015 already. But after the Wired Angus Moto fails, and then the the signing sessions in 2016, another failure on top of it, I was like, now okay, this, this is 100% sure. This guy is certainly not. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and I did not pay too much attention to him until uh, early 2019 when Hodlmott uh, came on the stage uh, well <laughs> in a courtroom actually so uh, yeah I started writing and it started slow kind of um, under the radar for most but when I was invited for some uh, virtual uh, seminar event from there, it went uh, much faster. And um, I love doing research, so I started writing. For some reason, long form is my <laughs> comfort zone. So I do a lot of deep dives. And uh, by now, I have now, uh, I think, 25 articles. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I've read, I've gone through like a bunch of them. Some of them I just keep them as references because it's just, it's like so dense. Like how much you dig yeah. into it, and it's just like, oh shit, I'll just have this for a link for whenever some poor sap. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I start, I started with an, um, an, an a little timeline on a, on a Weebly page that was offered to, to me by an Australian guy, and uh, at some point I did not feel so much at updating it anymore because I felt uh, that most of it was already there. It contains mostly links to articles and uh, tweets and tweet storms that I found. Mm -hmm. And then when the writing started, I slowly uh, stopped uh, updating uh, that page. I still uh, have it, of course, and it's still a reference uh, page. But I think my Medium page is now, um, my blog is now my most important uh, part uh, next to the tweets. I, I do a lot of tweets also. Um, yeah. Insider. What's up? I have a, <clears throat> doing great. I have a slight confession to make. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been holding this back until the right time, and I think this is it since we have Arthur here. Um, it's not only Craig Wright uh, expert, but probably a little bit of Satoshi expert. So I may be uh, the creator of Bitcoin myself. Um, I might be, I may be Satoshi Nakamoto. So, you know, That's exciting. Craig this, because Satoshi I'm has been announced, people. <laughs> shit point insider. We got him here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, nice so to meet my, you. It's my number one proof that uh, Craig's definitely not Satoshi. Because clearly <laughs> you are. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, hey, it's. A hell of a lot better evidence than anything that Craig has provided. I haven't committed any I mean, fraud you can't, yet. There's no clear forgery here. <laughs> exactly. 
I've got a whole lot more evidence that I'm Satoshi than uh, than, than Craig. Uh, well, okay, yeah, glad so- to be here, especially with uh, all theories. I- I've been, um, I don't want to say involved, but uh, I've kept myself abreast of the situation uh, since the, of course, the, the block wars in 2017. And then again, uh, when they had their split with the PCH crew, I was uh, in all of the more tight-knit dev communities then because I spent a lot of time um, as one of the only Bitcoin maximalists, if you want to put that label on me, uh, that used to argue against all the BCH guys in their dev rooms and in their chats. I was that guy that just kind of chased them around everywhere and told them how wrong they were every day. So uh, when they had their when they had the split to BSV, um, it was really fun to watch uh, because you had, I mean, these guys are kind of susceptible, the type that are susceptible to propaganda in the first place. That's why they're there. And, you know, most of them are there because of Roger Ver, that's like their little mini god. And then the others, you know, they also worship Craig Wright and they kind of worship both. And so when they split, it was, it was like, uh, it was like the sheep didn't know which way to go. So they're very confused. <laughs> it was so funny. One of my most uh, favorite things to see. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, so I've been keeping up for a while and I'm excited. Uh, I've been listening to authors' takes on this since pretty much started tweeting about it. So this is going to be a good pun. Hell cool. yeah. Hell yeah. It's funny. I, um, I kind of stepped back a little bit from it after I read Jameson Lops um, piece. Like I wanted to, I kind of had that same motivation as you did, Arthur, is I wanted to collect everything. Like I, like I wanted to get mm-hmm. it all together. And, and I, I hated that Lop had missed, he, I mean, he has a great piece actually and incredibly detailed. But I mean, I, I guess it's like two years old now or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty old. Um, but uh, he had a great collection of the past forgeries, the times that he misspoke and like clearly misspoke in the sense that he was not keeping up his facade. And um, mm. uh, uh, and then like as I was going through it, I would argue from time to time with people in BSV and I would show them this stuff and they would come up with the most mind numbingly idiotic excuses for yeah. why this didn't matter or the 4D chess he's trying to convince everybody yeah. he's not yeah. Satoshi and yeah. I just lost all of the all of the motive. <laughs> it's like if these are the people I'm trying like everybody who matters like or everybody who can think already knows the truth right um, yeah, so I kind of yeah. I kind of fell away from it and luckily, I have been able to rely on you to keep up with it because there's still a lot <laughs> happening. Um, and yeah. poor Holdenot was damn near left all by himself fighting this thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, I guess... Holdenot is a, is a huge inspiration. I can yeah. I can tell you how, how this guy is holding on. How he is, I don't know. He is. Um... I mean, put yourself in in his situation. He's fighting him now for. 2019, 2023, almost four years long. It's costing, including the UK Jesus. case, it's costing him probably two million over. It's crazy how he is. That's so- I mean, the emotional stress that he is having, the financial stress that he is having. But he keeps going. He keeps picking himself up from the floor when he is down, and he keeps on going. It's so. It's it's such an inspiration, really. What's the current state of everything? Like I know. Uh, 
one and or two court cases have been settled. Um, and I know one of them wasn't Hodel or not. Um, but basically, where is the process? Is he done with this thing? Or is there still just, you know, cases oh, in another not... place? Like, what's, what's going on now? There are several lawsuits uh, going on. It started in 2019 with five libel suits, of which he kind of lost or discontinued three of them. Vitalik Buterin, Adam Beck. Adam Beck got his costs paid back when Craig didn't want to continue with it anymore. Roger Fur, he actually lost in the UK and he continued with Peter McCormack and, uh, and Hoddlenot. And both of them are sort of concluded. Hoddlenot won in uh, Norway because Hoddlenot did an, um, uh, a bit of a trick. Just before he could be uh, served by Craig Wright, he started his own lawsuit in Norway, which was a clever trick. And that one uh, concluded in uh, by had September trial in October, there was a verdict that uh, the judge said uh, there is no libel. And uh, the judge in Norway also made a few statements that, well, this guy is not Satoshi and he did not provide any evidence of being Satoshi in this case. So it's fair to say that he isn't. That was um, yeah, a bit of a uh, uh, yeah, good thing for the community. Yeah. Uh, so, has he won anything? Has he won anything? Well, not really. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I summarize it with uh, every case that uh, the opponent showed up, he did not win. <laughs> but there was one <laughs> case the where the opponent did not show up, and that was the Cobra Bitcoin uh, case, and uh, that was yeah. a uh, default uh, judgment. And uh, then the judge in England said, okay, Cobra Bitcoin, you have to... Um, uh, uh, stop uh, providing the Bitcoin white paper on Bitcoin.org. Cobra Bitcoin is the is the administrator of that website currently, and uh, but only for the UK. So he blocked uh, access to the Bitcoin white paper only in the UK. The rest of the world can still pick it up from Bitcoin.org, but in the UK they can't. Yeah. So ridiculous. It's, so it's so, it's so ridiculous. And it well what, what disappoints me in that case is that uh the judge in England does not do any truth finding about the copyright. Yeah. So everybody can go to a judge in England, uh tell your friend uh, next door, don't show up, <laughs> I'm gonna sue you, and then you can win any copyright case in England. It's ridiculous. That's so the the legal system is such, such a shit show. And this is a perfect example of the amount of damage you can do even if you have no argument. You have no yeah. defense for your position, but you can still just go around and just destroy people's lives and put yeah. enormous amounts of costs. It's like, of course, this system only works for the rich. Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. In the liberal cases, absolutely. And it was not even the first time that Craig Wright did this. He did this also yeah. in 2013, late 2013, when he involved uh, that uh, Dave Kleiman uh, into a nonsense uh, story in front of the New South Wales uh, Supreme Court in Australia. 
and uh, claimed uh, 57 million Australian dollars in uh, in Bitcoin uh, intellectual property that he created from thin air. And because there was no opponent, because Dave Kreiman was dead, and he put his uh, sock puppet on the other side of the lawsuit, and the judge said, oh, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to do any truth finding of this. Dear God. And um, yeah, he won. <laughs> Uh, in later years, the ATO uh, burned it down, and uh, and in the climate versus right case, it was burned down again, of course. But uh, that's another story. But at that moment, uh, you can manage to, uh, yeah, to turn uh, the legal uh, wheels uh, in your, uh, yeah, how do you call it? Out of curiosity, are you worried? Like, I mean, you've put an enormous amount of work on destroying his. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Proving, disproving his argument. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, I've been threatened uh, several times, even uh, it's not that long ago, only a few days ago, last week, I think. Even Craig Wright uh, hinted uh, that he would uh, start suing me for fraud. So, of course, I'm in the picture. I mean, um, you know, I'm a crazy guy. So, but my my, I think my my strength is that I I source everything. So, what they have to do if they want to list all my uh, material, all my writing, all my tweets, it's a massive <laughs> amount of material. Yeah, and they have to explain to the judge what's wrong with it. And uh, uh, ninety percent is uh, sourced from uh, or quoted from from other places. Mm -hmm. lawsuits, uh, news articles, and et cetera, et cetera. ATO uh, reports, uh, don't forget them. Very damning reports from the ATO in uh, around 2014, 15. Wait, what report? ATO I, uh, reports? I don't... ATO is Australian uh, Taxation Office oh, who inquired oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in 2013, 14, 15 when he started uh, to use Bitcoin in his uh, fraud. Mm -hmm. In this case, a tax uh, return fraud. Um, yeah, of course, there have been moments that I, I mean, I never had a sleepless night over it because I know when I'm, the truth in the end will always prevail. And what I think I'm doing is uh, bringing the truth uh, in front of people and, and a judge will recognize that in, in the end. Yeah. But the stress of a lawsuit is, uh, is not something that I would like to have, of course. On the other hand, I'm seriously not afraid of this guy. If he's coming, <laughs> let him come. Uh, because I have so much content against him. I do not even publish everything that I know about him, uh, just to have a few uh, things uh, that I can <laughs> pull from my sleeve <laughs> when he's yeah. uh, uh, trying me. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the community has been many times uh, calling me uh, all kinds of things uh, threatened uh, to uh, ruin my life uh, and, and, and even um, some death threats uh, have reached me especially in uh, in the year i think it was 2019 or 2019 also already when i uh, registered also a copyright claim in america for the bitcoin white paper because mm -hmm. when craig white was doing that in that year i was like yeah i can do that also it doesn't prove anything <laughs> and the whole the whole CoinGeek uh, clan uh, brought it as if uh, as if now Satoshi has proven himself. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a crazy guy. I even have wrote uh, written uh, letters to his uh, counsel uh, on to your honor, my own name, uh, telling them that, that I'm hosting uh, the white paper and that uh, if they want uh, 
yeah, if they want to sue me, uh, I'm here. <laughs> but they never did. They never did. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, what's your favorite? What's what's your what's maybe favorite isn't what's the most concrete argument perspective plus piece of evidence that says there's no <laughs> way he is Satoshi. Do you, do you have one? Do you have like a, yeah, a I, have, oh yeah I certainly have a favorite because I, I still remember that my heart jumped the moment that I figured out something. <laughs> and uh, if you follow my tweets, you will notice that uh, I tweet, I tweeted a few times a year, my favorite. Uh, and it's also in my latest article uh, a week, about a week ago. I uh, I did an uh, oh, highly anticipated, a lot of positive feedback about it. it was great. And that anecdote is in there also. That happened in 2019. Uh, it was one of the first uh, pieces of research that I had been doing when I met this Australian guy who offered me the Weebly page. Uh, we decided to also do our own research, not research on existing research, but also adding our own research uh, on top of it. And we came across a blog post um, of uh, Craig Wright on his personal blog, and he explained uh, about the early days of Bitcoin. And one of the lies, he told several lies in that article, <laughs> excuse me, but uh, one of them was about uh, his explanation how <laughs> Genesis block and block one are six days <laughs> apart from each other. And it's okay. a beautiful story. As we all know, Genesis block was formed on January the 3rd of 2009, and block one was only formed at January the 9th. So there were six days in between. And what happened mm -hmm. in those six days? So Craig Wright had his own explanation. He said, yeah, on January the 3rd, my computers, uh, uh, his Bitcoin network of 60, 70 computers, which never existed, other research, but um, uh, yeah, Satoshi did it with one, maybe two, but most likely just one laptop. <laughs> he hold on. Uh, I mean, he kept uh, the Bitcoin network alive. Another story. But uh, his explanation for those six days was on the January the third, his uh, computer network went down because it was installing a Microsoft update, which he called Microsoft Patch Tuesday. And Microsoft Patch Tuesday is, uh, well, for the insiders, uh, a well-known event, which happens uh, every now and then, uh, where Microsoft is pushing all the security updates and other updates to the, well, to the whole world, actually. And it only happens on one day in the month. Well, and Craig said, on January the 3rd, I had to accept that update and my computers went down and updating and they came, they didn't come back and I had to recreate a network and blah, 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 blah. And it took six days and only I could continue with the Bitcoin network on January the 9th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds sensible. I mean, makes sense. I mean, Microsoft Patch Tuesday, if you are into IT, which I am, my background is in, uh, in IT for several decades, then you know about Microsoft Patch Tuesday. But if you start looking into on which uh, dates are actually those Microsoft Patch Tuesday uh, rollouts of Microsoft, uh, you will uh, learn that it is only on the second Tuesday of each month. 
So it's only happening 12 times a year on the second Tuesday of each month. And then you go to the calendar and you look at what is the second Tuesday in January 2009. It's actually the 13th, not the third, but the 13th. So you cannot... That's <laughs> crazy. You Did cannot, it take him uh, six days to do the update that happened no, a no, week no. and a half later? Microsoft, Microsoft released the updates on January the 13th. No, no, I know. I'm joking. I'm, I'm saying, oh, okay, like, okay, is his yeah. excuse, it, it, like, I mean, he says that, okay, he had a uh, Microsoft update, so it, like, took him six days? I, I don't know. That just seems like to get his 60 computers, like, why? Why do you make up something that's so exaggerated? You know, yeah. it's like anybody, yeah, any genuine person who is making a project or doing something is just going to be running it on their own computer and they're just going to boot it up and they're going to test it. And it's like Craig's like just made up crap always has to yeah. be the most insane story ever. Yeah. I had a supercomputer yeah. in a 60 yeah. computer network and I had a yeah. Windows yeah. update pushed. It just... God, yeah, it just yeah. screams. Yeah, and, it, uh, and then and then he makes a date mistake. And he, if you look into his 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 claims, his his things that he is uh, putting on paper or or writing on his blog or telling people in in his videos, it makes sense to the gullible mind. Uh, but when you look uh, a bit further and you start researching a bit on dates and, and details, then it all falls apart very hard. So many date forgeries, like oh, so you... many. It's like, it's basically like the thing that he just keeps forging over and over again. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to figure out. I mean, I guess that's the point, we know, right? We, we know about hundreds of forgeries by now. Yeah. yeah. What were you about to say, Insider? Oh, uh, do you remember, Arthur, the time where he, I think it was a, it was one of the fake key signings that he did. I'm not exactly, I don't remember the details, but I remember that when it was proven that it was impossible, I think, again, because of the software date, he did another blog post uh, to address the, the, to say that it wasn't debunked. But then his, his second blog post about how it, his first one wasn't actually debunked was also debunked. <laughs> because it also used, he also made another mistake in that one. I can't, I'm looking for it now on the Cult of Craig site and I can't, uh, can't find this one, but I remember it because it was, that was always my favorite proof. Um, getting debunked and then coming back and trying to defend it and then having that debunked again. It's just like, <laughs> like just explicitly. It was, it was about this, about the signing you say, Insider? It was a signing, I think so. Um, but I'm not sure if it was the signing, but it was the, it was a time where he showed mathematical proof of a signature, and it could have been PGP or, or, uh, or a block key. I do not remember the specifics. Hoping that you'd remember from this. Um, it was shown that he was, uh, you know, he used a software that didn't exist, a version that didn't exist at the time when when the signing was supposed to have taken place. Was and then, this the one that? Because there was there was one sick quote unquote signature that he posted with a message that was supposed to what was implied that this was a signature of that message with satoshi's keys and you could see that it was actually with satoshi's keys but it had nothing to do with the message that he posted and if you went looking it was actually just something that he pulled off the blockchain 
So it was just. I remember he used like a Genesis block hash or something. He used like the hash to pretend like the hash was the signature. And it kind of tricked some people at first because they would pull the hash and they'd see that it was uh, really the hash, the actual yeah. hash. And they'd go, oh, it's signed. It was valid, but it was just publicly available. It had nothing to right, do with yeah. like Satoshi yeah, signed the, 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 a different thing. Yeah. That probably refers to uh, the 2016 uh, signing proof that when he did this uh, Sartre blog post uh, in on May the 2nd in 2016. That's what it reminds me of. That is probably what you're referring to, Insider, or not. It probably is. That sounds about the right time frame. And they're just one after But another huge thing for me was all the plagiarism. Just entire things that are plagiarized, you know, six, seven, eight pages of just exact word for word plagiarized documents. If you yeah. wanted to believe somebody was telling you the truth about a controversial thing, like a major claim, and you already got a lot of dubious evidence that seems to be uh, debunked left and right, and he's also then uh, submitting papers to universities or blog posts that are one-to-one -one copies of other people's work, I mean, irrefutably, I don't mm -hmm. know what it takes for somebody to think, you know what, and I, got to, I still talk to some BSV guys, now tell me, uh, yeah, okay, I admit, you know, I've been talking to some of these guys for years, and they used to defend everything he said, but especially after January 2020, um, when he was, that was when he was supposed to actually, he told all of his fans, and they believed him, and if you would talk to a BSV guy anytime before January 2020, they'll tell you, just wait until January 2020, and you'll see. Because that, he will, he, the bonded courier will come. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's when he's going to sign. I mean, this is almost like uh, some of those old uh, religious scams that where they the said like, the world's going to end. Yeah. The going to end. Not, that's why I call it sometimes a doomsday cult, that, that whole environment yes. of the BSV. And then usually those cults are over once the event like comes to pass and they see it didn't happen. But here, like, I don't know. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't, don't make any mistake, uh, Insider. You have cults that still continue after failed claims and failed predictions because they will come up with a new prediction and it's it just will a new be postponed for a bit for some reason and they will yeah. always find an excuse. And uh, Craig Wright, he has a religious background, uh, as you probably know. He will come up with a new excuse and then quickly the cult members will forget about the old failure and will only uh, look at the new excuse, sorry, the new uh, prediction and uh, until that fails also. But somehow he managed to keep uh, to keep the cult uh, for a bit uh, together and only, yeah, every now and then you see people uh, drop off. But um, there's still a hardcore... Uh, membership uh, remaining and, and oh, by the way when you just said about plagiarism that quickly reminded me of something when he started his uh his 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 he was not even pretending to be satoshi nakamoto in 2013 that started only in 2014 eh? don't forget but in 2013 he started to take uh bitcoin addresses from the bitcoin rich list eh? that contains ten thousands and hundred thousands of uh, bitcoin and he claimed uh, in front of the australian taxation office that's mine i own that well, AGO asked him many times to uh, to sign one of those addresses because they were not stupid either, of course. Mm -hmm. And that never happened in, in until he fled uh, Australia in late uh, 2015. 
he had numerous requests for for many of those addresses pre-signed. Never happened. Always lame excuses to duck it. But talking about plagiarism, in 2013, he was not pretending to be Satoshi yet, but he was pretending to have knowledge of Bitcoin. And in one of the things that he did, I found an email where he literally copied a part from the Bitcoin Wiki from 2012 in an email and pretended that he wrote it. And I found wow, it that was, was actually part of the Bitcoin Wiki in 2012. And, and that is how the guy rolls. Man. You, you know, what do you think better than the one? I mean, that is so, that is like what you do if you were really dumb and you just said, let me just go to the Bitcoin wiki and paste some information there and sound smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think oh it was written by Mike, by Mike Hearn. If I remember well, it was about uh, smart contracts or something. And it was written by Mike Hearn in 2012. He took it, he literally copied it word by word, sentence by sentence, and he put it in an email and pretended, I think it was in front of the ATO that, hey, I'm a clever guy, I know about Bitcoin. It's funny how Crazy. quickly he was basically just proven complete nonsense, or just the fact that he had absolutely zero evidence for his claim almost mm -hmm. immediately when he showed up on the scene, you know? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel bad for Gavin Andreessen because mm -hmm. he seems like a genuine, mellow guy who just got yeah. screwed. I mean, he seems really naive. He does. He always did to me. Um, and, I, you know, I was, I was there, so I was like, it was like within an hour of all of this happening that I was like, oh, my God, Satoshi is back. What the fuck is going on? Like, and I'm investigating and all this. And, and then immediately immediately i didn't have nearly the understanding then that i do now but i understood the basics yeah. i understood the fundamentals of how yeah, a lot of yeah, things yeah. work yeah. i could check a signature um and immediately he shows this supposed signature to gavin on a on his computer that he brought mm. shows it to gavin gavin is convinced and then they make the public statement, and then everybody. No, well, there is a little little nuance in that uh, in that story. When the okay. signing happened, it was first shown on indeed on uh, Craig's computer, and then Gavin requested that the second uh, checkup of the of the signature should be done on his computer, and Craig refused, and it ended oh. up that they bought an uh, an an, an uh, out of the box laptop in a shop nearby, and then they installed. Uh, they, Craig installed uh, his own stuff and he took control of that computer for several hours. Uh, I mean, you have to think about it. You open a box, you install the operating system, Windows, with, uh, I think this was a Windows computer that they bought. And the only thing that you have to do is download uh, the Electron Wallet and uh, open it and... Uh, yeah. Check, check the signing, I mean, ver verify the, the signature. It took, I think, three to four hours, and everybody is surprised about that little fact already. 
Yeah. It already uh, smells like uh, like fraud going on in the background, and we are quite sure that happened. Because in the meantime, we also figured out, uh, not even me, but uh, my, uh, I have, of course, uh, a few handfuls of friends in the debunk uh, community that I'm uh, active in. And there are also uh, several very technical uh, people, and they know how to write uh, even better code than I do. So uh, they figured out that the Electron Wallet can be hacked with uh, one or two lines of code, and you can just replace uh, anything in, in uh, what, what is shown in the screen. And it will always say uh, verify. And we think that the trick that he has been using with uh, Gavin Anderson, he put uh, his uh, name or CSW, he put at the end of the text. And I think they build in, uh, he built in, uh, again, a little two, two lines of code. Craig cannot code, <laughs> but he can code a little. And this is something that even he is, uh, he, he can even do this. So this type of middle in the, uh, man in the middle attack, just check in the text of the of the message. Is there CSW? Yes. Okay. Then uh, tell uh, Electrum uh, to say uh, verify, verified, and uh, that is pro pro along those lines. Something has mm -hmm. happened along those lines. We are pretty sure. Yeah. The thing with Gavin, of course, he is a bit naive, but also he has no backbone, and he is also covered under a uh, non-disclosure agreement. So. I can blame him a bit and also maybe not everything because when you're under an NDA and are afraid of uh, getting thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands in uh, penalties when you tell things that you're not supposed to tell according to the NDA, mm -hmm. then of course he is in a bit of a uh, difficult situation. I can understand. So wait, that. Craig made him sign an NDA? That was yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah in 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 my article I thought I remember that but you will find uh, the NDAs of uh, of the people John Matonas Gavin Anderson they have all become uh, public in uh, in 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 the lawsuits that we have seen uh, over the past few years. Man, uh, Arthur, do you think that um, Calvin Ayers is complicit in this, or do you think he's still just a rich guy that's being fooled by? A fake Satoshi. It's probably um, not that long ago. I read a uh, piece of, uh, I, th I think it was from Reddit. Um, that guy wrote an, a nice summary of what he thought has happened. And it, it was, it came very close to what I have been thinking also for a long while already. In 2015, when Kelvin came uh, on the stage to help uh, Craig in Australia, because at that moment, it was a, Craig went into a difficult situation. Uh, he, had, he had been inquired by um, the ATO for several years already. They had, had, they had been paying him uh, millions in tax returns, and they found out most or all of them are pretty fraudulent and they should be paid back and then including uh, penalties. So at that moment in uh, around June 2015, he had to pay back, if I remember well, 5 million or 7 million. And the 2 million difference, I think, was the, the, the penalty or it was 3 million and 2 million penalty or something like that. But anyway, he did not have that money at that moment. And uh, he was uh, shopping around for sponsorships for that uh, type of money. He even spoke to Roger Fur in that uh, time. Uh, he also tried to take a loan from uh, Roger Fur in 2015. 
It's unknown if uh, if he got that loan. Probably not, because it ended up that Calvin Air was uh, going to sponsor him. One of his friends at that moment, uh, Craig's friends, uh, Stephen Matthews and Robert McGregor, they uh, contacted Calvin Air because he's the man with the money. And Calvin Air was being fooled into a bailout for around 15 million. He had to pay his lawyers, he had to pay this penalty from the ATO, and, and they had to move him to London. And so all that stuff costed uh, at that moment around 15 million. One of the things that Craig did, here we go, a forgery, uh, he created a forgery of a paper wallet from the one fix address and i will tell you the one fixed story in a bit but that uh, paper wallet forgery was not being checked because nobody had any um it had to be checked by stephen matthews the guy that we know now from uh, from town mostly uh, i think that you know him and that paper wallet forgery was uh, the one fixed address contained 80,000 uh, bitcoins. And at that moment, it had a value of roughly 20 million. So he used that as a collateral for this loan. But the one fixed address did not belong to Craig. The one fixed address was a, a hack from Mount Gox in 2011, in March. And he picked up that as one of the addresses on the, on the rich list. Oh, I own that. <laughs> he never owned it and he never will. Anyway, uh, so we know already that he has been defrauding uh, Calvin already back in 2015. On the other hand, it's almost impossible to believe that Calvin, I mean, he might be stupid, but he is not that stupid. I mean, he's supposed to be pretty rich he owns hundreds of millions and at some point in his career he was even a billionaire he owned more than one billion in in assets and, and money and he spends now hundreds of millions in bsv and also tens of millions in uh, he's putting into this uh, craig wright guy because he is sponsoring all his lawsuits and they are costing tens of millions by now it is for me inconceivable to think that he is not aware that he has been creating so many forgeries he has been telling so many lies he should have his people around him his counsel his lawyers his advisors his his financial people his cto and whatever they should inform calvin uh, we are not so sure if you're doing the right thing here putting all that money in that con man so he might be complicit also, but it's hard to tell. He seems bamboozled from here to Tokyo and back. So I don't know. I have a hard time trying to figure out what he's getting out of it. Like every, all of the supposed benefits, the, the, okay. It, it seems like failed attempts to scam and get money out of it. And I can't, I'm surprised that they keep trying. You know, like, like they've patented, they've done like hundreds of patents or something on like a whole bunch of nonsense. And some of it, like a ton of it is like plagiarized, like he's just grabbed it from other things and then filed for a patent. And, you know, most like patent office instances are going to check a whole bunch of stuff. Like it, it's incredible. They've just kind of overwhelmed the system yeah, once like they did, they did with the did. copyright. 
the dude, the dude, the dude like that checks by the way. So he he managed to have a few patent lawyers around him that that write and rewrite his stuff for a bit. So it it, it slips through the bases of uh, of the patent offices worldwide. <coughs> On the other hand, uh, several uh, industry experts have been uh, examining those patents uh, on the whole. Yeah, and they call it garbage patents. They, yeah. they, they. Nobody is ever referencing them. He, they never managed to sell any of them. They never license any of them, and um, they have uh, they have been um, judged with an, an, an technical relevance of zero dot zero zero. Yeah, basically nothing. No technical relevance at all in the cryptocurrency industry. So it it, it will be I remember reading a breakdown. How they are going to enforce that? Yeah, I guess it wasn't yours. I'm I'm not 100 sure. I didn't find it in my links, but I remember someone doing an investigation of some sort into a lot of the patents, particularly when Craig was leaning on that a lot publicly, just saying like I've got. 140 patents blah blah um and they were like all right so let's look at them um and uh, unfortunately I, I don't have like the explicit details but that i remembered that being a large part of the impression i received but one I'm, of the things i'm opposing that... one one patent with with a patent lawyer <laughs> oh really oh that's yeah, yeah 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 no yeah, kidding yeah we're trying to get one kicked from uh, from his list <laughs> that's funny because there is a patent with uh, with a well pretty massive uh, flaw and that uh, uh, can be blamed on uh, craig's patent lawyers who are uh, just as incompetent as uh, craig Wright himself is and uh, i wouldn't be able to figure that out so i mean i'm i'm not that uh, uh, it's it's not my comfort zone uh, the patents uh, themselves but uh, gotcha. again i have a little community around me with uh, people who are uh, specialized in all kinds of fields and uh, sometimes they pass me just a tip and sometimes they just ask me uh, join me uh, for uh, for something like this and uh, this was a patent lawyer david pierce and he uh, he asked me uh, shall we uh, put some effort into uh, getting a, one of those patents kicked from uh, from that list just to show uh, how stupid they are how stupid his uh, patent lawyers are and uh, just just to make a point I said, yeah, why not? And we did a uh, little bit of a uh, crowdfunding because it's not cheap to do something like this. You have to uh, oppose, you have to pay 850, 850 euro to start with uh, to be able to, uh, that, they, uh, that those people uh, start listening to you and uh, approve your uh, opposition, and uh, which they did in the end because it, uh, it clearly, uh, we made a good point there. Uh, but it's a long trajectory that will take uh, easily one and a half to two years before we hear the results of that because they take uh, three months for uh, Greg Wright to answer and then uh, and then we have to answer in another three to six months and so it, it takes a long time, including uh, probably a live hearing and etc. So it's, it's it's costly and lengthy uh, procedure. But uh, yeah, we got uh, two thousand euro in the crowdfunding uh, to get this uh, started, which is pretty cool. Nice, nice. There's um, and tell me, tell me if there's something explicitly wrong or misunderstood in this process, because as I've read through a lot of this, one of the craziest order of events, so to speak, outside of just the explicit forgeries, which we can get into some of the explicit. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's probably a lot of listeners that don't know about a lot of those, a lot of the forgeries, but. 
We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get that in a minute. But the signature issues is simply how much his story has changed about the ownership of the keys. Like, remember, Mm -hmm. all of this started, and again, basically within a day of Craig wrong and announcing that he was Satoshi, there were enough holes poked in it that I was like, okay, this guy's not Satoshi. This is ridiculous. Um, Mm. And I thought that was going to be the end of it. I was like, well, he's provided nothing. And then he explicitly said he was going to provide something publicly. And like Mm -hmm. he was going to sign and all of this stuff because he'd already done it, right? Mm -hmm. But what did he sign? He signed proving that he had Satoshi's keys for Satoshi's uh, known balances of Satoshi's Bitcoin. This is supposedly Mm -hmm. what he gave to Gavin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we're now, in uh, 2016 again. Yeah, but now that's again, not the story. Think, he's saying he, he doesn't have the, the electron wallet. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's like, but the story has completely changed over the process. After he kind of, after he said he would give it publicly, and then backed out, and basically said, "I can't do this anymore. I'm victim. Uh, everybody's too much pressure. I'm never going to be on TV, and I'm never going to do an interview again, and all this stuff." He did a fake uh, suicide attempt. Yeah, just yeah, just all that mess. Um, and then walked away. Walked away. He he backed down from all of his obligations, and then just kept doing all the things that he kept doing, um, mm. uh, without again ever providing a signature. Now supposedly he can't provide a signature for anything because it's in a tulip trust, and like he doesn't have the key. Like his story's totally different. From everything he said he explicitly had that was the reason we were supposed to believe he was Satoshi to begin with. So he's his argument today says that everything that he did to announce that he was Satoshi was bullshit, was nonsense, because he says he doesn't and never had it, that it's a completely different setup. Now, do yeah, you know no, what the current I, state of the tulip, tr- tulip trust is and the intri- like the spider web of crap that he's excused <laughs> no yeah, the, the the thing is the funny thing is the, the tulip trust is is indeed uh, one of those potemkin uh, villages that he set up in yeah. his uh, convoluted stories um but it actually dates back to 2014 already late 2014 in october uh, when the ATO started putting pressure on him, uh, either do a signing or show us uh, the, the show us the money, then he had to come up with um, yeah, he had to tell the ATO that he brought his assets, his Bitcoin assets abroad and uh, or overseas, as he called it in Australia. And in October 2007, sorry, 2014, he bought an empty company on the Seychelles called Tulip Trading. He mixed that uh, uh, company with another company, Wright International Investments. It was another company that he bought in 2009 already, also on the Seychelles. He uh, he made them uh, in a joint venture something and in some fake backdated contracts that he created in 2014, but backdated to, I think, 2011 or 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, that is where my assets are uh, that I mined as Satoshi. However, this story never came up 
properly only in in well in a kind of a mythical atmosphere in 2015 and six nay, 2015 not yet i think 2016 more or less because that is where he had to provide information about the tulip trust to stephen matthews kelvin air etc because they they needed to be convinced that he was able to sign and then he came yeah. up with lame excuses that his tulip trust was holding the keys and he had to ask permission and he had, he had to get the trustees work together and and give him the keys and etc cetera, etc cetera, which happened according greg it never happened <laughs> there are no keys in whatever tulip trust but anyway um and then uh, over the years the story uh, only came out because of the climate versus right case because then the forgeries that he created in 2014 backdated to 2011 and 12 and a new forgery was created in 2019 which he backdated to 2017 and so there was a tulip trust number three contract and blah 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 so it's, it's a long convoluted story and the latest thing is is that he stomped on the hard drive <laughs> where the keys are on so he cannot access the keys anymore because he stomped on the hard drive with the keys oh my god yeah <laughs> at this point who's even the target audience for these lines because no everybody that's hearing his new stories i mean we already know obviously that he's lying by now and his followers they know that they'll even tell you if you try to argue with a bsv guy today because they still exist and you say, well, you know, Craig's lying. They'll say, well, I know he lies, but he's still Satoshi. Yeah. He knows a lot about yeah, Bitcoin. Because he, he has to hide his it's assets. He, had, he never wanted to come out anyway. And uh, so we, it makes sense that he is doing this. It's the but... definition of unfalsifiable, is that the reason they know he's Satoshi is because he provided evidence that he is Satoshi. When it's absolute proof that all of his evidence is nonsense, that he's provided the only valid signature in the entire Craig Wrong story is one where he claimed to own a certain amount of Bitcoin in a certain address, and then the actual owner showed up and posted publicly with a signed message that, no, you don't own this address, I own this address, even though it hadn't moved in like 11 years. Um, so that's the only valid signature in the whole thing is that he lied about owning an address of a person who's still alive and was able to read about it, find out about it, and signed and proved that it wasn't his. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all that all that aside, when you when you point this out, some will even recognize, they will even say, yes, there are all of these forgeries. Yes, these are fake signatures. But somehow this is evidence that he is Satoshi. Because now he wants people to not believe he is Satoshi. It's the definition of unfalsifiable nonsense. Is that the evidence that he is lying is evidence that he is Satoshi. Because if he is Satoshi, he doesn't want anybody to know that he's Satoshi. Even though he's going around saying over and over and over again, I am Satoshi. And publicly yep. saying he's Satoshi and trying to get loans and patents and copyrights based on him being Satoshi. Like it's such a calm, but like contradiction yeah. within minutes, within minutes that just flows out of his mouth. Like he just can't yeah. shut himself up and say anything yeah. that makes sense. No. God. Yeah. True. Incredible. True. It's incredible. It, the fact that this has gone on as long as it has is entertaining. It's mind boggling. Entertaining. 
It is entertaining. It's right. very twenty twenty. Also, also mind-boggling because what what I mean when you think of it, he committed a pretty massive fraud in Australia in two thousand thirteen, fourteen, fifteen when he yeah. introduced Bitcoin as a, as a tool to scam the ATO for tax returns. On the other hand, we know from the ATO, Australian Taxation Office, that their their inquiries take uh, ten years at least. Yeah, probably more, 12 years easily. So that means that when they first found uh, the, the, the first signs of, of, of fraud, which was 2013, yeah, at uh, 12 years on average, we, we get to 2025 before they take it from the streets. They will, I'm pretty convinced that uh, I firmly believe that they will take him from the streets at some point. If he is not in a jurisdiction, um, if he's in a jurisdiction where they can take him, they will. Yeah. On the other hand, he has a passport of uh, Antigua, whatever, where Kelvin Harris uh, is. I think it's Antigua for some reason. That's Antigua, in my mind. I could be wrong. Antigua and Bar Either that or Isle of Man, maybe? Yeah, they... I don't know. Um, no, Antigua. It, okay. Yeah. I think. It's, anyway, that, so he has a passport of that, and he's when he's fleeing there. I don't. I, I think that he's uh, somewhat safe for uh, for the Australian uh, legal fingers of the ATO. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah. Um, on the other hand, there are also other cases that are running, it, but it are all civil cases, and civil cases don't end up. Uh, in, in, like criminal cases, criminal cases uh, end up in in jail time. Mm -hmm. And well, maybe it's good to mention Peter McCormack. Uh, the libel case of Peter McCormack ended up that he was uh, uh, found for um, contempt of court. And England is pretty strict with contempt of court, so he is now in April facing an um, an hearing a new hearing for contempt of court that he committed during the Peter McCormack libel case. And although it's probably not very likely, it will probably end up with a fine or, or a firm slap on the wrist uh, with, a, with a financial penalty uh, mm -hmm. on it. But in England, you can go to jail for contempt of uh, court up to two years. Oh, wow. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Let's start going through some forgeries. Let's start. <laughs> let's start picking these apart. So one of the ones that was new, the best thing about the court cases, with aside from Hodlonot and the extremely unfortunate cost and pain that he has had to go through with this, the best thing about it is them having to explicitly put together everything that they claim as evidence from their hands straight to the court and then be proven forgeries one after the other down the line. Nothing but nonsense, nothing but changed dates, nothing but false. And like, I don't, every one of them, every one of them, you know, and one of the things that he says, I, I heard in a video or when was this? I don't know. I guess it was maybe during the case, but basically saying that this is what I received. 
as if someone else gave him this obvious forgery and he was just he was just passing it on the evidence that he is providing that he is satoshi he's gotten from someone else who is it uh, i don't know i don't know what and it came from this computers important? that were in australia and i did not touch the computers and it were only my counsel yeah. touching uh, my material and blah blah, blah. nay that of course it doesn't make any sense at all any sense at all and um but he can get away with it uh, so far but at some point uh, I think that the councils will also There's no start, way this uh, doesn't blow up in his face. No, this point. is going to blow up at, 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 yeah. at some point. But it, I can tell you my most favorite day, he cannot run away with this excuse uh, anyway. It's one of my... Uh, it's one of the articles that I wrote, my top five uh, forgeries of the Hoddlenaut case. Yes. yes and one of those one. Uh, five was... Actually, uh, let's go through those five. Yeah, but yeah, you start with this. If I remember them by head. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I do remember. I'll bring them up. I know but what they are. I got notes and stuff. One of those five was an, a document that Craig Wright showed in front of the webcam in 2019 uh, to a uh, reporter from Modern yeah. Consensus who wrote an article about, oh, I have seen the proof that Craig Wright is Satoshi because he showed me the document from, uh, I think it was January 2008, mm -hmm. that Craig Wright decided on the name Satoshi Nakamoto and that document was supposed to prove it. Now... The document in 2019, when we zoom in on the document, we could already see that the font within the year 2008 had been changed because the 20 was a different font than the 08, the 08. That came after it. So we already knew that was... <laughs> Why wouldn't you just change the whole thing? You know, like if you no, yeah, he, he come printed, on. because he, he printed he printed the document most likely uh, a few days or weeks uh, before that interview. Yeah. Uh, so let's say 2019. So the document had a print date of 2019. So he had to erase the 19 and change for uh, 08 to make it look like that the document was printed in 2008. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's funny is that he's bad at forgeries, like. He's so bad. He's so bad. He's like, so bad. He's gotten called amazing. Or like, like most, of, like I would know not to do these things. Like these are stupid mistakes. Yeah, Daya. At, at least, at least you check that you use the same font. And, and at first glance, because if you look at from a distance, it it looks like two thousand eight. Yep. But when you zoom in, you already see that there is half a pixel or one pixel difference between the, the it's two. It's not even lined up. So it, it, it's crazy, but this the story continues. In two, he also wrote by hand some text on the document, and I don't remember the, the the lines that he wrote, but he wrote a few lines of text on the document. Then he gave that same document in 2019. It must have been, I think, because it was already when the Hollownot case uh, had started, and and Hollownot was uh, pretty clever in asking for the creme de la creme of the Satoshi proof from uh, Satoshi from uh, Craig Wright, yeah. <laughs> and um, so the document, the exact same document, was also given to Hollownot. Uh, well, actually, he gave it to his lawyers. His lawyers put it on an online portal. That online portal uh, 
uh, had extra access for Hoddenot Council, and they gave their access to KPMG, who can uh, who started that. Uh, forensic inquiry on the documents mm-hmm. that uh, Craig's council had put on their uh, safe and sound and no, yeah, unhackable portable uh, mm-hmm. portal so they could provide those documents to uh, to Holland and in the end uh, to KPMG. And that same document popped up there. So KPMG took it, put it uh, under their forensic uh, glasses yeah, and they found even more things that were wrong with that uh, with that document it was uh, completely busted and debunked as an as a massive forgery that's why we have evidence yeah so here's the thing oh you sound like you're really far away we have courts you know what happens when you lie in a court oh, God, you know the maximum penalty in this country for perjury? It's about 20 years. Great. I'm going to be in court. Prove it in court. You get to send me to jail for 20 years. You get to send me to jail for 20 years. <laughs> that was an old that was before uh, the, the, the end of the Harlot uh, case. And, you know, oh, no, that was actually from the... the the um the cleaning case that was from the cleaning case he was referring to there which he also lost and had to pay a hundred million dollars for um that's right he was on the hook for like 140 well something wasn't it he ended up up getting uh, the rule against him was for 100 million but um they still they still tried to spin it like a victory because yes you only had to pay 100 million that's what i remembered about that and and that's hundreds of billions yeah so 100 million is a is a win because uh-huh. he has so and many I, bitcoins because he's satoshi yeah. that is my that is my favorite audio clip it's hard to ambush you with it it's just I, I wish that we could play that in the courtroom every time that he gets a guilty verdict you know <laughs> we have evidence <laughs> yeah yeah Shall, shall I mention another another favorite from from Hoddlenot uh, forgeries one of the one of the <laughs> favorites of mine was the flow chart just because this oh, is a yeah, common really mistake. Dark. This is a common mistake that he makes is not checking. And it would seem like, I guess maybe he's got caught in, he's, he's got caught. In, he has gotten caught in these before he could, when he's probably made multiple of these lies and then he gets back caught in his other lies. But one of the things yeah. that he has done is he tries to change the metadata, which is really easy. You can change you know, go into a terminal and change uh, date modified and that sort of stuff. I mean, I could do it right now. I don't I get, I probably could remember the command off the top of my head, but you can change date modified, date created, that sort of thing. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what he does for a lot of these things. But then finds out like, so this is the flow chart was supposed to have been made in 2008, like middle of the way through 2008. But in that same metadata, in the same uh, file or whatever, that's supposed to have not been changed. Like, so the whole idea of changing the date was that this has not been altered. This is the original from 2008. It was created in 2008, and now here I have it today. Otherwise, that changing of metadata is completely useless. It was created on a piece of software that didn't exist until 2015. 
And clearly right there in it, it was Adobe Acrobat uh, distiller, I think it was. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> that did not exist. It just didn't exist. <laughs> and that was another forgery, is that he used a font for something that he was trying to forge from 2008, and the font was not released until like 2014, I think. there was a, So yeah. there was another one at some point in the yeah. process. Like this is something that he's done over, uh, over and over again. He's made this same mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like check the release dates of the stuff you're trying to forge, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. What they, was your other and, one and that you said was fun? Or that, oh, that, 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 that one is, is also so hilarious. He created, uh, I think I had two Bitcoin.exe files. Yes, that were pre-release pre files. But what did he? Uh, and there were found several mistakes in them. But the most hilarious mistake that they, according to me, what they found, was that he replaced a Bitcoin address, which was used in the comments somewhere as an example address or something. And he thought, well, let's change that address for a different Bitcoin address. So it does not look like the released January 2009 mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin.exe file anymore. But that Bitcoin address was of a certain type, and I don't know by head, it was a certain type of Bitcoin address. Yeah, like uh, now we have the, the SegWit addresses, and there are several types of Bitcoin addresses. And that certain type was only created in 2012. So they found a Bitcoin address in a Bitcoin a public key, which was yeah. in the in the metadata thought mm -hmm. to be uh, and in the, in the copyright information of that file, it was said, oh, this is 2008 made by Craig Wright. And then they found a Bitcoin address that could not have existed before 2012. It's like if uh -oh. I put up a taproot address or a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, something, something like that. Today, yeah. I am Satoshi. Send money to my taproot address from 2008. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, they, and, 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 and other favorites of me, and they found dozens of them. I think over 40, 43 of them. It was a common mistake that he, uh, well, a mistake, it, it just does not make any sense sense it's not really a mistake he thought that if uh i mean from the start of 2007 and the first known instances where satoshi nakamoto was using the name satoshi nakamoto was of course 2008 mm -hmm. uh, way before uh december november december 2008 he was already using i think between June and August, when he started registering the Bitcoin.org website, when he was approaching Adam Beck and why die. And, and I mean, we, we have a lot of information of several sources that he was known as Satoshi Nakamoto yeah. in every sense, in every way, in every outing, in every post, in every when he approached Helfini with the source code uh, for a source code check. And then a few other people, he was Satoshi Nakamoto. Very early on, then roughly everything we have yeah. related to Bitcoin has only ever been attached to Satoshi Nakamoto. 
until yeah, all, 2015. All the files, all the, all the copyright files, been... all the, all the, all the yeah. accounts on forums, on where he posted, when he used email addresses. It is all Satoshi Nakamoto. He went out of Nothing his way else. to make sure he wasn't connected to. Like he paid for exactly. his, his uh, and then, uh, website. And then cash. Craig Wright created 43 files that were related or text files or source code files, et cetera, et cetera. And he changed the copyright information that was used. It, it used to be Satoshi Nakamoto because they later found where he plagiarized those files mm -hmm. from 2009, and <laughs> et cetera. So he took files from 2009 or 10. He changed a little bit in the text. And what he also did was on top, where you find the copyright information, he changed the year from 2009 to 2008, and he put his own name, Craig Wright, on it. Makes totally no sense in the timeline of Satoshi Nakamoto, known all the, all the way over 2008 as Satoshi Nakamoto, and suddenly you find files in 2008 in November, December, that suddenly tell you Craig Wright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My God. And one of the ones he presented uh, publicly, he had. So there was a very early draft. Draft. Um. Wait, was it the white paper or was it the actual Bitcoin code? I think it was the white paper. It was the white paper. It's the draft of the white paper. Yeah. So there was an early draft of the white paper, and then he posted one that he backdated, that made it look like he was the author of the white paper and then dated it further back like it was supposed to be before the one that we officially had but then <laughs> found out that he just did very poor investigation and there actually was an earlier draft that you could find from satoshi and satoshi published this and there were a bunch of like spelling errors and uh, a couple of parts that were changed yeah, and this was yeah. supposed to be after the, the Craig Wright forgery, which would mean yeah. that if he was actually Satoshi, what he the process, the order of events here was that he has a, uh, a backdated, the first draft that he made, a, like a month later or something, he then added in a bunch of spelling errors, added yeah. in a bunch of mistakes, and yeah. changed his wording and then change those things back. Then fix the spelling. And, and release it again in and March 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. Hold, stay with me. It's fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know the real story behind yeah. that. Yeah. And there was also an, 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 an also hilarious that I think there was one of those um, backdated uh, drafts. I mean, it's it's clearly visible that he took the the, the, the Bitcoin.org uh, version, which is an, uh, I think there was still one typo. He, uh, there, there are supposed to be, I think, three known Satoshi Nakamoto versions of the white paper, but mm -hmm. only one of them is what we can access, which is the one on Bitcoin.org, which is the March 2009 version. But there has been uh, copies, early copies being sent to Adam Beck 
and why die, but we don't know what type of copy that is because they still have that, have never been released. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, one where he changed the name of uh, the project to Bitcoin because the copies that Wydai and Adam Beck received did not have the name Bitcoin on it yet. Yeah. So that's how we know that he did not decide about the name Bitcoin at that moment, which was in August 2008. So everything before August 2008 with the name Bitcoin coming from Craig Wright is by definition a forgery when it contains the name Bitcoin because we know that Satoshi did not decide about the name Bitcoin by then. Anyway, there was also one of those forgeries that he used um, where he put the references at the end of the white paper you find an, an, the way diaries of, uh, of uh, yeah and, and you find uh, a name on there and uh, i don't know if it was by die i think it was it was way die and b money yeah i know what you're talking about yeah he put already why die on there in a draft of i think it was he said it was uh, should uh, it's supposed to be dated in march 2008 yes, at that moment Mm-hmm. At that moment, Satoshi Nakamoto did not even know about Vaidai. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know that the guy existed. So, yeah. And we know that was because Adam, Adam Back was released. Back in, 2000, in, in, in August, August. maybe late July, but in August, who said, you should contact Vaidai about B-Money. <laughs> yeah, you should contact Vaidai about B-Money. You'd probably be interested. And he, he says, like, what is yeah. I don't know about this then, or whatnot. And then Craig Wright creates a forgery. And then he contacts Vaidai. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and Dai responds. And, you know, like, they talk about this. And then that's when the version came out that mentioned Way die and be money exactly, um, and that's where but also that was the when he learned about it. Up, yeah, and we have both exactly. their conversations to prove that that was new that for Satoshi. Yeah, he, Adam Adam Beck is uh, backing this story up, and Way Dai himself is uh, backing this up because we know uh, about a handful of uh, emails from uh, from that era that Way Dai uh, has released. They are genuine. And you can clearly uh, see them discussing uh, Adam Beck and Way Dai and B money uh, things. And they are dated, yeah, by head. I think August, August two thousand eight. So when Craig Wright creates a forgery, dates it uh, March two thousand eight, and he is mentioning why die. Busted. <laughs> I'll tell you, for someone who is just riddled with forgeries, bad forgeries, over and over again, like supposed to provide a signature. It's just something grabbed off Bitcoin, off just the public chain. When he's supposed to provide a document, the date doesn't have the same text. He provides a different document. The data, the metadata is changed, but the program used to create it is like seven years older, or excuse me, seven years younger. It's made in 2015. This is supposed to be a 2008 document. Like over and over and over and over again. We got like, 30 or 40 of things like examples like this but i have never once anybody has ever asked me like he acts like these things are accidents sometimes like he just stumbled upon these things like so in the example of the kpmg saying that um during the court case that he provided these documents straight to them and they were internal and everything he acts like someone 
altered it. Like the the thing that he implied during conversation in trying to you know play defense was that someone altered yeah. it. Can you imagine? Like I would go nuts. Like any sensible person would be like, "Who the hell hacked your server?" Like if that was true. If somebody hacked the server and changed the document, you would go ape shit trying to figure out what happened and trying to prove yeah. that you were hacked. Yeah. And yeah. he's just kind of like, oh, somebody hacked it. And I just, that's the document I got. And then like, that was it. And, yeah, we're not, yeah. We're, done, we're not interested. I made, I made in one of my articles, uh, the... Um, Your Honor... Uh, the dog ate my homework. I think it's called that yeah, article. I yeah. did uh, about half a year ago. I made a list of people that Craig accused of hacking him. <laughs> I think I think that list contains like twenty to twenty-five <laughs> names and organizations up to Blockstream and Greg Maxwell and Ira Kleiman and Jamie Wilson, anonymous uh, the, the 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 hacking uh, group. Lulzak, another hacking Arthur group. Van Pelt. Well, I've not been on the list yet. <laughs> I will be this You're year. You're on probably. the list soon. You're on the list soon. Don't worry. Guy Swan yeah. is too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I mean, let, let me give you another. I found it such a beautiful example. I'll give you two. Hold on, quickly. Hold on two seconds. Uh, insider, Sorry. can you find the clip? We'll come back to this in just a second. Can you find the clip? of um uh craig a uh, craig wrong accidentally saying when i first read the white paper i mean i wrote it yeah i'll find it for you find that clip okay now arthur keep going <laughs> one he is uh that because the, the my specialization is a little bit the early days of uh, of this uh, fake Toshi when he started his uh, Bitcoin fraud in 2013-14. Mm -hmm. And my favorite from that era, because now we have been discussing uh, more late, uh, more recent uh, forgeries that he created yep. in 2019-20, somewhere, 19 probably. And... Um, but in 2013-14, and especially 14, when he started to cosplay uh, Satoshi, he also made a few beautiful forge. Yeah, many, many actually. But my my favorites are he he <coughs> he had his blog in insecure something bit of a convoluted title, but uh, on that blog he started to put breadcrumbs as if yeah if people would find that and do a bit of research on his blog oh maybe we have found uh, satoshi nakamoto and one of those blog posts that he created uh, new in 2014 he called uh, bitcoin and he pretended uh, that it was uh, i think january the 10th of 2009 and he said the audience tomorrow we go live with bitcoin uh, beta. We have good coders and the, the, the white paper rocks and something like that. <laughs> but Bitcoin started on January 3. Third, third. And if you yeah. take the software, the software release was January 8. So yeah. tomorrow from January 10 is January 11. 
makes no sense. Bitcoin was called beta only in October 2009 because Satoshi Nakamoto called it alpha in 2000, late 2008, all the way to October 2009. He called Bitcoin alpha. You will find alpha everywhere in all the help screens, in, in, the, in, the, in the release notes and on SourceForge and wherever you will, you will find it was called alpha. And then Craig in his Bitcoin wisdom to recreate history, he called it beta. <laughs> okay, another one, also beautiful. That was one that the ATO found out. He claimed that he had millions of money on a uh, platform which was uh, seized in 2013 somewhere, May, I think. It was seized by the FBI, Liberty Reserve, I think it's called. And it was also e-money transmitter, and well, it, it, it turned out that they did millions and billions in in, in uh, whitewashing of uh, money, money laundering. Also, and, uh, anyway, he claimed that he had uh, tens of millions on that platform, which he used. Uh, he also called it a Bitcoin exchange, but it wasn't. <laughs> they never did anything with Bitcoin, the whole Liberty Reserve. They didn't touch Bitcoin at all. Anyway, but the thing is, they asked him to prove that when he did a payment of 5 million, 5.8 million, I think it was, mm -hmm. some payment to, I think it was WNK, that was later the, the, the company that also uh, put him into court uh, on behalf of Ira Kleiman and uh, WNK. He, they asked him to prove that payment. And he came up with screenshots from Liberty Reserve, which he said that it was happening or had happened in, I don't, to be fair, I don't remember the year, let's say 2008 or nine or 11, yeah. some, but in the early days at least. For previously, yes. Yeah, and uh, they asked, uh, the ATO found out that the screenshots were forgeries because the layout, the font, the colors, all those things did not match the Liberty Reserve website of the year that Craig claimed that the screenshot was from. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, he's being debunked over and over again on all those type of things. If, if all of this is just he's the victim you know and somebody keeps giving him forged evidence of the things on his computers that prove that he's satoshi and he keeps accidentally changing these signatures the ones that are fake man that is the unluckiest bastard in the world like <laughs> i cannot imagine the fun it's like being struck by lightning 152 times in 130 days yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. there's one that stood out to me in a Lop's piece that I just thought was really funny because he's multiple times like cuz he contradicts himself a lot. And like oh, yeah. he'll say one thing at one point and then he'll and he's so absolutist about everything. He's just like this is the way it is and I've never said this or I've never done this or I always thought this. And then there'll be like a Satoshi post. It's so 
polar opposite. And there's a lot of those. There's a Jameson Lop does a pretty good job of like keeping a history of those. Like there's one where he's like, I'm a lawyer. This is, you, you know, I'm I completely understand the legal stuff and I'm I'm better at that. And I have like a degree and all this stuff. And then Satoshi explicitly says in like a couple of different conversations is like, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about legal, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, but there's one where he has a post on one of his old websites that is altered and it's from august 2008 august 26th and he edited it to make it look like he was talking about bitcoin he was just like kind of peppering it in right it's kind of it's kind of like along the lines that you were talking about of like putting little breadcrumbs that like somebody could find yeah yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and there was this line that says so tomorrow it's at the end of the post tomorrow back to the dns paper my statistics dissertation and work this was changed so this was based on a snapshot saved in 2000 from 2014 this was changed yeah. then to a new snapshot in 2015, which was now being used as evidence that he is Satoshi. Tomorrow, back to the DNS paper, my statistics dissertation and work. I have a cryptocurrency paper out soon. 20 years, triple entry bookkeeping, BDO was good for something. So this is an edit that happens after a snapshot. But what, yeah. I, what I thought was funny about it, it's obviously a forgery, right? Um, one of his many. But... What's funny about it is that he is saying that this is his introduction of it. And he says, I have a cryptocurrency. And he explicitly says in a uh, completely different situation that he has never called Bitcoin a cryptocurrency. And to yeah. stop saying that he says that it's not a cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously yeah. Satoshi has called it cryptocurrency multiple times. And his very oh, yeah, fake yeah, evidence... Yeah, yeah. That he was Satoshi is him announcing it for the first time, calling it a cryptocurrency. He called it himself a cryptocurrency. Satoshi called it a cryptocurrency. It was even uh, discussed uh, with uh, Martin Malmi back then in 2009 already that cryptocurrency is probably a good name. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it. So let's call it a cryptocurrency and crypto and, and, and Satoshi start posting it. Uh, the next update is, uh, oh, we here we have Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. So he is, he is contradicting himself and contradicting Satoshi at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. There's, there's another thing that kind of bothers me about this whole thing, um, which I really appreciate your writing because it's a little bit more direct but everybody that i read and everybody who talks about it is or at least a large number of them have to be legally defensive they mm -hmm. they have to talk in could this be maybe this is altered potential forgery like they have to talk in this unsure language mm -hmm. about something that's so clear Whereas he gets away with being 100% absolutist and I am this, I am Satoshi and this is real about blatant lies. Mm -hmm. but, the, but you have to be defensive. The only thing, he, he doesn't have any consequence from absolute lying, from the forgeries, from these things. But the legal defense is dangerous for people who are calling him out for it. 
like the mm-hmm. the legal asymmetry that he can get away with blatant lies, constant contradiction, and being one hundred percent direct about the lies that he's telling, and everyone mm-hmm. who is trying to expose the lies has to tiptoe. They have to walk on eggshells, and they have to be extremely careful about their language. Because the legal mm-hmm. system will obliterate them way faster than it will do anything to Craig for what he's done, um, uh, which is unfortunately it works like that. Yeah, yeah, it's so depressing. That, yeah. uh, in 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 a, in a way, it is. And on the other hand, I, that's why I keep on uh, talking about myself uh, and looking at my my little community about uh, around me. Most of them, almost all of them, they choose to be and remain uh, anonymous, pseudonymous mm-hmm. for this reason, for yes. this very reason. I don't. Smart. If you look uh, very closely and put a little bit of research, you know how to find me and Ontier and his, his council, they know everything about me because I, I, I never hide myself behind anything. And I think, again, what I, what I said in the beginning of this uh, episode is that um, I source everything. Yeah. So everything I say is quoted from other sources. And when I put my opinion on top of it, it is allowed, especially in the country where I live. Uh, we have, uh, just like Norway, where whole lot is uh, living, we have a good protection for freedom of speech, freedom of opinion. So that that is, yeah, my my line of defense, probably. But it's also in my nature. It's also in my nature. I call a spade a spade, and when I think that Craig Wright is a fraud, I say so. Yeah. I found the quote if you want, Guy. Yes. Yeah, play the, uh, play the clip. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it will be audible, but just let me know. Okay, I can insert it. In 2008, had this section on how identity worked in Bitcoin. I remember reading it, probably when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another yep. one that he did in an interview with... Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to search this one because I don't remember the explicit details. God, it's so disappointing. There's so many times, there's like, not so many, there's like at least a handful of times where he's accidentally talked about himself um, uh, or talked about Satoshi in third person and then things that Satoshi did in third person yeah, yeah. and then slips up. And that's the funniest thing is that he catches his slip up and then tries to correct it, which calls attention to the fact that he made the mistake, Yeah, Um, yeah, which is the bad, it's not what he should do. Like what I would do if I were in that situation, if I'm trying to scam a bunch of people is I would be like, well, I'm just used to talking about Satoshi in third person because I faked not being Satoshi for so long, but I don't know, just God, it's incredible. It's incredible to stack of things like there's no evidence there's no it's, it's, evidence it's it's, no the, evidence. it's more extreme to me i mean it's one thing for him to want to lie it's you know he's lots of incentive to lie but it's another thing for a single person to follow him that's the thing that boggles yeah. my mind more than anything else it's not craig and the fact that he goes to bed every night knowing that he's a complete fraud but the fact that there's a single person out there that listens to all of this and says 
that is an honest guy that's definitely Satoshi. Like, yeah. that is the part that really blows my mind. Yeah. He's so bad at it. Yeah. He's so mm -hmm. bad at it. It's just like, like, every uh, type of, of uh, and, 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 and you should, you probably did, because I remember that I posted uh, my latest article uh, from a week ago to you guys. And um, if you if you have read it and, and digest the full, the, the, the full scope, the, the, the massive amount of evidence that goes against his I am Satoshi because I have uh, 20,000 certificates uh, and 99.99% yeah. of them uh, have nothing to do with Bitcoin at all. But yeah, I have uh, certificates, so I am Satoshi. I did uh, patents that um, are garbage and have a technical relevance of 0 0.00 and uh, Satoshi, uh, the real Satoshi should probably, if he ever wanted to do a patent, which he probably won't because that's not the style of Satoshi. Uh, so having patents is uh, already going against him. Uh, and then the quality of the patents are uh, technical relevance 0 0.00 which is not Satoshi-like either, because he understands his own system, uh, of course. He is explaining Bitcoin in videos that are too cringe to watch for more than five minutes, and then you start <laughs> feeling itchy on places where the sun don't shine, and uh, you, yep. you just want to run away. But there are still people that survive those videos while anybody with a few brain cells and a little bit of knowledge and especially technical knowledge of, of Bitcoin, you immediately start running away of his explanations of how, how Bitcoin works and uh, in, in a technical sense, in a legal sense, in, in, in a social sense, in, in, in consensus sense, in how the nodes work, full nodes and mining nodes. I mean, he completely denies the full nodes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Only that point already points out that you don't understand Bitcoin and you're not Satoshi because Satoshi coded full nodes as the default and the mining was an option <laughs> that you had to switch on. So it was not the default. The default was not mining. The default was the full node who was verifying. So, yeah, I mean, all those things, it, it's unbelievable that somebody who is listening to him, who is reading his stuff, is is still sticking around and 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 taking his claims for granted it's, it's mind-boggling i don't know at this point it's natural selection you know like i don't i don't know how else to put it um but do you mind if i read your bullet points introducing the craig wright is not satoshi nakamoto um article um because because we're basically out of time here but i just thought this would be a great way to conclude oh the bullet list from my latest article yeah oh that is probably in in, in just two three four five minutes that is the greatest summary that you probably can it. find That's online it. uh, it's 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 an extension of uh, uh let's say uh jameson lop's uh, article i mean he stopped yeah. somewhere in 2018 19 somewhere with with updating things and this is the updated uh, let's call it the updated uh, lop uh, bullet list there you go there you go so i'm just gonna read this whole section i'm um, just because a little intro so what's wrong with craig wright anyway a lot basically everything let's say that craig wright should be able by now to effortlessly patent the proving a negative in every way possible concept because Craig Wright, one, 
has never signed a message on a known Satoshi Bitcoin address that could be widely publicly verified by its signature. Instead, there are others who have been able to sign Bitcoin addresses on his so-called Tulip Trust list of Satoshi-mined Bitcoins in the 2009-2010 era. See the year 2020 section, making it perfectly clear this list is a forgery. He has never moved any of the known Satoshi Bitcoins. Instead, there are others who have been able to move block subsidy Bitcoins from this so from his so-called Tulip Trust list of Satoshi-mined Bitcoins in the 2009-2010 era, making it perfectly clear, again, this list is a forgery. He has never used one of Satoshi's passwords to log on to any of the forums and other platforms that Satoshi used in the 2008-2010 era to post a message. It's amazing of all of the backdates and the forgeries and the things that he didn't just log into one of his many, many accounts. He has never used one of Satoshi's PGP keys. He has never used one of Satoshi's email addresses. He has never come up with any previously unknown Satoshi material that could be verified with any of the early Bitcoin developers or other Bitcoin OGs. He has never provided any untampered physical or digital Satoshi evidence. Instead, he has only provided hundreds of forged and backdated pieces of fake Toshi evidence. He has never come up with remotely believable eyewitnesses who were able to show physical evidence of his Satoshiness. He simply can't code. Repeat, Craig Wright simply can't code. Please go back to chapter two, coding Bitcoin, does Craig Wright even have the skills for numerous examples? His, he has no stylometry match whatsoever with the real Satoshi. He was not recognized by the Australian tax office, who thoroughly inquired in him in 2013-15 to 15 era, and who is currently executing a criminal ex investigation against him. As Satoshi, instead or as Satoshi. Instead, they declared early 2016 that they firmly believed, quote, Craig Wright is not the creator of Bitcoin and that he may have, he may have created the hoax to distract from his tax issues because major parts of Craig's evidence were found in a nullity based on sham. A nullity based on sham? What, a I'm nullity sure what based on sham, yeah, that means that it... it, it, it... It will be um, rejected because it is, uh, yeah, based based on a sham. Okay. It's a lie. You, you have been lying to your you. your evidence is not being accepted. Got you. To add, in not any of his plethora of lawsuits in which he is or was involved, is he recognized by a judge or a jury as Satoshi Nakamoto? Instead, several judges have recently determined and ruled that he has failed to be recognized as Satoshi in any material way. He has been caught lying and falsely rewriting history inside and outside courtrooms on numerous occasions, and not only about his self-proclaimed Satoshiness. He is well known for a treasure box full of self-owns, in which he completely contradicts the real Satoshi Nakamoto. Source example below, YouTube. Uh, link provided. Um, I think... Oh yeah, that is about uh, the, the about Satoshi it. never said anything about uh, decentralized, and then I put some uh, a few quotes where yeah. Satoshi, where Satoshi is clearly talking about being decentralized, uh, fully decentralized, and that uh, that he thinks that um, the Bitcoin project would otherwise be doomed is it if, if, when it is not fully decentralized, and other projects that try the same. They uh, failed because they were not decentralized enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know how it gets clearer. You know, yeah. like, like no, the you're world is a messy place. You're not even you're now halfway the bullet list because after the 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 Satoshi. Um, you see, uh, that is the part where you will see a screenshot of uh, Satoshi saying something about decentralized and then the bullet list. Oh, yeah. Let me, read, let me read the rest of it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'd stop short. I stopped short. A few days later, on February 15, 2009, Satoshi would firmly emphasize how extremely important the decentralized nature of Bitcoin was to him. I hope it's obvious, quote, I hope it's obvious it was only, emphasis mine, the centrally controlled nature of those systems that doomed them. I think this is the first time we've tr we're trying a decentralized, non-trust-based system. Let me be perfectly clear about the Satoshi Nakamoto quote above. If one denies or doesn't understand the importance of, let alone doesn't support, the full decentralization of Bitcoin, then one doesn't understand Satoshi Nakamoto. Then one doesn't understand Bitcoin, and then one is 1000% certainly not the inventor of Bitcoin. Full stop. Now let's return to Satoshi cosplayer Craig Wright. He has shown an utter incompetence on all levels when it comes to his Bitcoin knowledge, design and tech as explained by Satoshi in the white paper, on the Bitcoin forum and elsewhere, including privately to Bitcoin developers in the 2008 and 11 era, development dynamics, legal, social, economics, you name it, Craig crippled, ruined, or destroyed it. <laughs> Inspired, he inspired to the creation, but has made no contribution whatsoever to its code base of a failing altcoin fork in November 2018 called BSV. That is, with a massive stretch, remotely resembling something Bitcoin, but is in reality a set-in-stone protocol. Red flag, Satoshi was against this. Minority knockoff that stores arbitrary data. Another red flag, Satoshi was against this of another failing altcoin fork called Bcash that split from Bitcoin in August 2017. And he is well known for a mind-boggling list of plagiarisms, both within and outside the Bitcoin realm. A comprehensive list of his plagiarisms can be found in Craig Wright, the fraud that didn't make it to the court courtrooms yet. He cannot even remotely close... Way more... Remotely, I think there's a text. Cannot even, cannot come even remotely close to a number of way more logical, number of way more logical Satoshi candidates. Sorry, I can't read. Such yeah, as Adam Peck, Nick Zabo, <laughs> Timothy May, Hal Finney, David Chalm, and let's not forget the late cypherpunk Lynn Sassaman. But let's not also, let's not forget also though, none of these people ever came forward as a Satoshi candidate. And he has to compete for the Satoshi moniker against a dozen of other known Satoshi claimants. Those individuals, these individuals of which two are serving jail time as we speak, are all considered being fake Toshis too. Just like Craig Wright. As none of them delivered any proof whatsoever. Just like Craig Wright. Now let's run down a brief history of Satoshi Nakamoto and intertwine this history with Craig Wright's Satoshi cosplay history. 2014 to yeah. and that's introduced yeah. and there we go into the article so i'll yeah, make sure to link that for anybody who wants to go through 
the whole thing. We won't do a Bitcoin Audible episode here. <laughs> no, the whole, the whole article will take <laughs> another, uh, another 20 minutes uh, to go, <laughs> to go that, that, that will contain more, a few more details, few more of those, uh, his, his deception, his, his self-owns. And... But yeah, this bullet list should, should, should be enough. I mean, whew. Life is really messy. <laughs> Trying mm. to figure out the truth is really messy. And it's a pain most of the time, and it's mostly a gray area. What's funny about this story is how confused so many people are when it's one of the clearest examples that life can give mm. of somebody who's just full of crap. And <laughs> I guess it is what it is, you know? Uh, it's at least entertaining. It is at least yeah. for all the pain for all the crap. It is entertaining. It 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 is. It's a fascinating story, absolutely. And and what I think what I will do next is uh, when this all concludes, for me, I think the conclusion will be around 2024, when the ruling of the Copa case. We did discuss it in detail. Uh, but there are many cases going on. But for me, one of the most important cases uh, going on is the COPA and the mm -hmm. Crypto Open Patent Alliance, where all the big parties in, in crypto have uh, joined forces to, uh, to keep their patents uh, free to use for everybody in, yeah. in the crypto industry. So it's completely going against uh, Craig Wright, of course, but they are attacking Craig Wright for uh, his copyright claim. Nice. And basically, basically, if you look at uh, uh, at it uh, in more detail, it's basically you are not Satoshi yeah. case. So it means that when um, this uh, the, the, this case is scheduled for a long, long trial, what I remember reading somewhere was, I think, twenty days. So it's comparable with uh, the climate case, which was also one month also around 20 days mm -hmm. so it will be pretty long pretty exhausting but very entertaining i expect him uh, to leave the arena uh, after that case if not before um, but the, by then the latest and then i will uh, wrap up all my material and probably put it in a in a book and uh, for everybody to enjoy <laughs> Nice. What has happened in 2013 up till 2024? Somebody who had the stamina to keep on the holding on to a lie for 11 years. I mean, wow. The compulsive lies of Craig Rong. The great era of fake Toshi. Yeah. Um, well, if he wanted to you know, stamp his place in Bitcoin history. I guess he did that. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 in the chapter about uh, two, three handfuls of uh, fake doshi, she will probably have uh, the most uh, paragraphs. Footnote. Yeah, I have at least... Uh, yeah, he will, be, he, will be, he will be a footnote. Yeah. BSP will probably not even be mentioned because they're not even in the top 50 anymore. Yeah. They have played no role whatsoever in the industry. And they claim to be Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah. Insider, you got anything for me? Got anything to add? No, it's uh, done a great job covering everything. I'm, I'm really, I was actually, I'd forgotten about that case. It's 
the case where they it's the first time that somebody with real resources has actually been offensively against, against Craig yeah. and structured it such that, like he said, it's going to be the case, the you are not Satoshi case. In every other case, him being Satoshi wasn't the main issue, but in this one, it's literally going to be like, okay, you need to prove yeah, that you're Satoshi. It's literally, it's literally you the, main, the main issue because if you want to deny somebody uh, who claims to be Satoshi uh, and and um, I mean, not so much uh, material has come out in public about that case, so we don't know in detail what's going on there. Uh, however, I think every now and then there are lawyers who can request uh, a few papers and filings from, from that case, and then every now and then you see something pop up or they tweet. I think they tweeted a few times, uh, Copa themselves about it, and then you know a little bit what is uh, going on. But yeah, basically, it is the you are not Satoshi um case, case. Yeah. and i think there were we see 71 forgeries in the hodl case because it was uh yeah on the on the sides of of, of that uh, lawsuit it was requested that he should come up with his best evidence that will be um yeah i'm curious what what kind of evidence we will go see in in the, in the copa case he should provide even better evidence yeah, it'll be used as precedent, though. It'll be, it'll essentially make, um, when he loses, I would, I would actually laugh my ass off. Nothing if, else will hold up because if, they'll have that to refer to. They, but I would laugh my ass off if, the, <laughs> again, I, I have no idea what, what happened there, but uh, I can only see the, the press releases and, and the news that I see. Uh, but oh, God, yes. And I would laugh my ass off if the forgeries of Hodlnot have also been put in the in the Copa case, so all the Copa has to do is take the KPMG report, wrap it in their own <laughs> logo. They have already done the work. Yeah. Would, and throw it back in Craig's face. <laughs> yeah. After, after, that, after that case is uh, settled, you'll legally be able to call him a fraud as much as you want because you'll have proof uh, from a judge saying you're definitely not Satoshi, and this is not you're going to operate anymore. I, th I think that is the, also the era that we are going to see in 2000, uh, in 2023 and 2024, when there are still uh, several ongoing cases. Uh, remember, there are also the case against the, um, uh, the Bitcoin developers for the one fix and the 12 IP7 addresses, where That's in right. total 110,000 uh, BTC is uh, locked. And Craig claims that he owns them and he wants the developers help to uh, freeze, uh, seize and uh, reassign those coins uh, back to him. He's trying on the BSV uh, environment uh, this little trick, but um, they already coded stuff on BSV. Actually, so they've they already got the technically according able. to a court order, you can reassign the UTXO shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, watch out. He will, he will, when he, when he succeeds on BSV, he will try for, for BTC also. Will will not succeed, of course, because BTC is decentralized and, and yeah. BSV is centralized. Not running that yes. garbage. <laughs> uh, with only a few mining nodes and uh, everything controlled by uh, by Calvin Air and uh, and his friends. But uh, anyway, uh, then also you have uh, several cases that he uh, that's called the passing off cases against several exchanges like uh, Kraken and, and Coinbase. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some material already from the filings from uh, from the 
from the Kraken uh, case. And the funny thing is, uh, and I expect that all, all the other exchanges that he is chasing is uh, going to do the same. They clearly state, we fully reject that you are Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> so when it's, they have, what you will see in all those cases that they will start piggybacking uh, on, on each other's uh, filings and, and, and especially the rulings of the judges because already in the Peter McCormack case, we could already find uh, things from the Hoddlenaut case. Uh, we, uh, where was it? Yeah, I think, I think it was in the Peter McCormack case that uh, several things that uh, the judge in October when the ruling in Norway came out, then in December, uh, Judge Chamberlain in the Peter McCormick case quoted the Norway judge from, uh, from uh, the ruling in, in, in uh, October. Yeah. Yeah, this is so increasingly... The fact that he keeps losing and being exposed over and over in court is going to and make any leeway that he has get shorter and shorter and shorter. Like his, yeah. his runway's yeah. running out. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it'll be the end of an era when, uh, when this blows fascinating up. Fascinating era. Yeah, yeah fascinating <laughs> era. Well, guys, uh, I'm losing light over here and we're going to have to go take care of a couple things and get Rad ready. Um, so... I want to say, Arthur, thank you for joining me. Um, this has been it was a, a pleasure. discussion. And I got to say again, I am hugely thankful for all the stuff that you have put together on this. Because like I said, I, you know, had this hint, this small period of motivation to, to want to dig into this. And then it fell away. And I was like, man, I really hope somebody does this. I hope, I hope somebody takes the crown and does the grueling <laughs> incessant dangerous work to keep this in the spotlight and and keep me informed so that i can do other things and you have basically been that person so yeah I really I, I'm, I'm lucky that i can do it next to my uh, next to my job i have uh, yeah. I, I have uh, i'm self-employed i'm a bitcoin consultant I can make, uh, nice. I can plan and and, and uh, put my own hours in uh, in a calendar, and I uh, I bill a few customers uh, a month that I uh, work for, and next to that I take care of my uh, two children, and I have a lot of time to write and do research. So that yeah, I'm I'm lucky that I I do this uh, since 2000. January 2018 already. Yeah. So when in 2019 uh, this popped up, it was a nice uh, time uh, filler uh, next to my job. So I'm waiting for that book. You let me know. I'll promote it on the show. Be easy in. All right, man. Yeah. Dude, Insider, thanks for joining us. Of course. Did you have fun? Yeah. This is. I've been waiting for this one. It's one of my favorite things <laughs> to bash on. Awesome. All right, guys. I appreciate it so much. I will catch you guys later. Okay. Later. Yep. Thank you. Cheers. And uh, thanks for the invitation. And uh, see you next time. Of course. Maybe for an update in a year or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll refresh this. <laughs> maybe all around the Copa trial in uh, early 2000. That was in the first quarter of uh, 2024. Yeah, keep writing. Uh, we'll keep talking. Uh, yes, we will do. Awesome. Thanks, Guy. And uh, thanks, Insider. See you guys. guys. 
I will have links to all of the articles in the show notes. The ones that I think are from Arthur Van Pelt are the best resources to dig into so that you can see all the specifics, the imagery, the poorly placed 08, the constant backdating, the edited history, the fake signatures, and all the rest. I encourage you to explore because it is quite entertaining. And definitely follow Arthur Van Pelt on Twitter for more. There will be more lawsuits and there will be more hilarities to enjoy. You can follow him at Arthur underscore Van underscore Pelt on Twitter. I am Guy Swan. Protect your Bitcoin. Stay safe. Don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you on the next Shitcoin Insider. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. <laughs>